0: This is the Pro Audio Suite podcast. Quick Bites.
1: Welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. This is a Quick Bite, and we're talking about solitude, working from home in your studio. Uh, we have our guest, Paul Strickverder, and of course, the, the usual clowns, Robbo in Sydney and Robert in Chicago. In fact, I think Robert's in his car.
2: I, I'm now at a school.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Now, one of the things about the, uh, the modern age of what we do is we end up working from home. We become very uh, solitary in our workplace, which has its upsides and downsides. Paul, firstly, what do you see as the upside?
0: <laughs> I don't get bothered by anyone. That's a good thing. I can set my own time, work whenever I want, stop whenever I want. I can do whatever I want. It gives me freedom, to do whatever I want, when I want it, and I love that aspect of it because I've worked in radio for about 25 years and I've always enjoyed working with colleagues, but um, there's always one or two that um, you really hate, especially bosses that have worked for that know nothing about what they're doing and yet they've been promoted to the level of their own incompetence and I don't ever have to deal with those people at all again. I'm happy to be self-employed and I'm really happy to be by myself in my studio. Some memories
1: there. So what's
0: the downside for you? The downside, well, it gets lonely. So the tough thing is, you know, when you work in a studio, there's always someone to talk to, someone next to you, a co-presenter, or someone at the other end of the of the glass, the, the audio engineer. So I felt that whatever I did, I could connect with someone, I could check out how it landed. And now in my studio, I have no idea. I literally talk into a black hole, into nowhere, and I have no idea how it lands. I just record my stuff, I edit it, I send it away, and I wait for the check. And rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And it gets really lonely. So every now and then I get to a studio where there's a real sound engineer, there's a whole team of script writers, there's a director, and I really love that, that people take charge of the session, give me direction and give me feedback. Because that's one of the hard things, that you have to live without feedback. Because I think we all can learn and we are very bad judges of our own talent and our own performance. And I really miss that. And um, I am an outdoors person too. And I have no windows in my booth. So often after a long session, I get out and say, what? Is it nice outside? Is the sun shining? Is spring going on? What's what's this? And I feel that I'm missing part of my life. Yeah. But I wouldn't have it any other way, by the way.
2: How how do you find um like remote sessions as far as social interaction and feedback and you know doing your work? Does it sort of need a middle ground or
0: Depends who am I talking to. There's, there's a couple of people that I've developed relationships with and we can chat. We've become friends and we, we talk about the family and what's going on in our life before we start recording. And that's really good because I feel I connect. But then there's people who are really just um, very matter of fact and let's, go on with it. let's get on with it. Let's record it. And we're done. Thank you very much. Goodbye. And that's it. So it depends whom you're talking to. So I, I do love those sessions where people direct me. And so I can get some feedback. And because it saves a lot of time most of the time. Because one of the things is the downsides of our work is that we get very vague descriptions of what clients want. Quite often clients don't even know what they want, let alone that they can describe it. But you just basically have to guess. If you do your own thing and then you send out your audio, and then you get back the feedback and said, I wish you could have told me the first time. So when you have a directed session, the client's on the other end of the line. They can tell you exactly what they want and what they like. That saves time in the end, and it's much more fun to do.
2: Have you ever had remote sessions where there's video as well as the audio connection? Yeah, you know, and I know that's not that common. But have you ever
0: done one? No, I've mainly done the video connection where we had an interview, like on the uh, on George's uh, program, George and Dan's, the uh, the the VOBs. Yeah, you know, it's the only program about voiceovers that's called BS. The VOBs. I've done that, and you know, that's a whole. I find that a little bit distracting because I always loved radio much better than television because radio is the theatre of the mind. It goes on between the ears and it doesn't matter how you look like, what you look like, what you're wearing, you know, you might, and and it's really a theatre of the imagination. And television, you have to do makeup, you have to look at your hair, look at the background, what shirt you're wearing and I've become very self-conscious and to me it's very distracting. So I'd prefer to have my sessions even if they want the camera on I steer them into, you know, let's not do it because um, it doesn't add anything. I don't need to see the people unless they really insist that they want to see what this Dutch guy looks like.
2: <laughs> it's very interesting because when we first made Source Connect and we had that decision to put video in it right away or not, and we decided for many reasons video was, you know, not necessary because of how much bandwidth it takes and things like that, but also because. It just didn't seem to be necessary for an ISDN session. So um, I can't tell you how many times actually in the studio, people don't, like there's the window and people aren't even looking at the window. They're so used to remote yeah. sessions that they treat the local talent almost like it's a remote. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've actually had sessions where the person didn't realize, like someone came into the session late and then when the voiceover talent walks back in the room and the controller room, they're like, oh, you're here. Because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't realize yeah. it.
0: I think it's a wise decision not to go with uh, with video. I mean, when I have personal conversations, it's the opposite. Because I'm in the United States. All of my family and all of my friends are still in the Netherlands. And I'm, the longer I'm away from home, I'm away now since 1999. So it's coming up, uh, it's nine, 2019 now. So I'm coming up to an anniversary. And I really miss them dearly. And I really want to see them. And I, I get moved to tears when I when I talk to my sister and my best friends. And that's great when video is there. You know, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. But to me, for work, it's just distracting. I don't need it.
1: Yeah. It's funny, actually, because I've been lucky because a, a colleague, a work colleague, friend um, from Melbourne has just moved to my little town down the coast out of Melbourne. And uh, so he's the only other guy that I know in my industry that lives down here, which has been perfect. So... um, we're sort of hanging out a bit. He comes over here. He can fiddle around with gear. We can lend each other stuff. He borrows cables. or uh, But it's also nice to know that there's someone you can actually go and have a coffee with and talk crap about our business and they know what yeah. you're talking about.
0: But I think this whole thing about feeling isolated or not and lonely, I think it depends on whether you're introverted or extroverted. And what I found is I worked both in radio and television and the different people attracted to the different medium. Because I find that People who are attracted to the radio are more introverted. and People who are television people tend to be more extroverted. And um, I see that at voiceover conferences too. We have a lot of shy people, a lot of people who are not very great dressers because they don't care about their appearance. And they're the people I tend to go to and talk to. And because I'm like that, I'm kind of a reluctant extrovert because I had to be because of my job, Uh, I I was a journalist and a roaming reporter and I had to stop people in the streets, ask them for opinions and bother politicians and things like that. You can't do your job when you're really introverted. But then I, I, this this job of being a voiceover really fits me well because I can be an introvert. But if you're an extrovert, I think you're having a hard time being locked up in a studio for hours on end and not being able to have contact with real people in real time.
3: Because one of the things you get from doing a live session is, is that social contact. And one of the things that I found I miss working from a home studio is that contact with others but firstly for the social side of things but secondly sort of picking up early on trends on the way things are going learning new things maybe in the way of directing talent or taking direction or in 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 voiceovers case I mean that that's the hard part of this isn't it is sort of staying up to date with all the stuff that's happening when you're working from a remote situation
0: right yeah I find that's where social media comes in handy. I mean, I, I lost kind of the many voiceover groups that I'm a member of, especially on Facebook, I find very useful. And that's the main way I stay up to date with the trends. But um, uh, a couple of months ago, well, a year ago, actually... Um, we found uh, our, our mates in the Philadelphia area. I'm pretty close to Philadelphia, about 90 minutes away. And we started, a, the, we call it the Voice Over Herding Cats group. It's a meet-up group that meets every month. And we have about 10 people who come together and... Um, talk about the business and um, uh, every once in a while um, each of us does a little presentation and does some coaching and we, we give each other feedback and we enjoy our food and drinks and socialize and keep up to date with the latest trends and that's really not only the social event but also very good for us professionally speaking and we enjoy that very much.
3: It's not a bad idea at all. Absolutely.
0: I think we all, we all need support groups in our life you know, because... Um, mm. I'm lucky that my wife is a freelancer, she's a freelance musician, so she understands the life, the uncertainty, how fickle the business can be, that one month you can have a great month, and the next month can be terrible, and then you have an awesome month, and it goes up and down and up and down. And Mm -hmm. I've had colleagues that really are at a loss because their marriage is breaking up, because their partner really can't handle with with all the uncertainty of what it's like to be a freelancer. And... Mm -hmm. um, they don't, under- they don't understand um, how to handle it. and So it's good to have someone in, sometimes have a shoulder to lean on. I mean, it's a cliche, but you need it. And it's good to talk to people who know exactly what you're going through.
1: Yeah,
3: exactly. You're yeah, right. You're They're right. actually the unspoken pillars of this sort of lifestyle, aren't they, as our partners, because they do put up with a lot in terms of finances and uncertainty.
0: Yes.
1: So walking from home, it's got its upsides and its downsides. My downside engage. is that I share the uh, studio with a stinking dog. <laughs> um,
3: My downside is just opened the studio door with a dirty nappy. So there you go. <laughs> oh. I don't know which one's worse, actually.
0: I'm not quite sure about that. A dog wearing a dirty nappy. Yeah, there you
3: go. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a subwoofer A bit like area. the
3: voiceover industry in general, really, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: Uh, and Do on that you... note, let's get out of here. That was the Pro Audio Suite. If you have any questions or ideas for a show, let us know via our Facebook, the Pro Audio Suite podcast.